Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello, Kat. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you used your sleepy voice. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know how Kat? I'm great. I am feeling loads of gratitude today. No, it's something important to think about. And we run through our lives these days so often, kind of just bypassing the things in our lives that we should be grateful for. And you've got a new gratitude. I do have a new gratitude. <laughs> I actually have more than one, uh-huh. but I have a special one. Mm-hmm. Cute little boy. Yeah. But I also am filled with gratitude that labor and delivery went well, that Abigail's brain went well, that mm-hmm. all of that. And I have deep gratitudes that, you know, John's mom and my mom are alive to get to see him and, you know, all those things. So, yeah, I have a lot mm-hmm. to be thankful for. And I think it's awesome that we're pairing this right before Thanksgiving, which is, you know, a great time to be grateful, but it's also a real time for people to struggle with gratitude. And so Mm -hmm. it's important to talk about both sides of the gratitude coin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, you know, um, we talk about gratitude a lot in yoga and we always in our classes, and I know you do too, challenge people to think of things they're grateful for. And I, I always try to get people to think outside the box a little bit because we're all grateful for our kids. We're all grateful for our spouses. We're all grateful for the wonderful people that come into our lives. But a lot of times we forget to be grateful for the trees outside. We forget to be grateful for the food. We forget to be grateful for the fact that our plumbing in our house works, that we have enough money to come to a yoga class, that we have enough money for a phone to listen to this podcast on. So we forget a lot of times the little things that we just take for granted, like breathing. I'm so grateful I can breathe. Do you remember when you have a really bad cold and your nose is stopped up? Um, there's so many things, unless it goes away, we forget, but expressing gratitude, it's healing. And yoga is a great place to reflect on and express those feelings because for the most part, you are there with, well, you should be there completely without your electronics, people talking to you. And it gives you a way to be intentional with your movements, to savor the breath in your lungs, to notice the people around you, to make the offerings in your practice you know, uh, the movements in your practice and offering. And then even if you're doing sun salutations to decide to, with every inhale, count another blessing. You know, you can do that through a whole practice. You can spend time in yoga focusing just on the positive. I don't have this problem in my studio here in Tennessee, but when I taught in Texas, I, and I had great yogis there, but a lot of times they would find a way to sneak out and skip Savasana, which that's the most important pose of a practice. If you spend time and give that class a very long Savasana, 
then you can really focus a lot on practicing gratitude. Yeah, for sure. In the, in the yoga room, in the yoga setting, you know, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I feel like people feel so either ungrounded or overstressed that to get in touch with it is next to impossible. So a lot of times it takes maybe a little bit of visualization or maybe a little bit of prompting from the yoga instructor to be like, perhaps you go down a list of things that you're grateful for or consider in your mind what your blessings are today or, you know, to give them a little bit of fuel. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you're like, let's focus on our gratitude, people are like, I don't even know what that is right now because I'm so mad about Tim, Bob and Joe, you know, that we can't even think straight about what that gratitude might be. So helping to guide them a little bit. And, you know, when you talk about guided meditations or, you know, guided gratitude practices, there's like a gajillion things out there that you could download or, you know, pop on a YouTube of a guided meditation or get on one of your meditation apps or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to consider that a gratitude practice might just be in your yoga, but it might also be in your meditation. It might also be in your evening prayers. A lot Mm -hmm. of times people, you know, go to bed each night with their prayers. You think about the classic television where the little boy is on his knees next to his bed Mm -hmm. with his dad on his knees next to the bed and they're practicing thank you for mom and thank you for dad Mm -hmm. you know trying really intentionally to teach gratitude from a very young age but just in general being mindful that sometimes the easiest way to pull ourselves out of what's got us in a tizzy right now is to pause and find something to be grateful for Mm -hmm. because the two of them struggle to reside in the same place. If we can't figure out how to remove the toxic thought from our brain, that instead if we could fill the brain with gratitude, the toxicity has less room. And you take a lot of its power away. Yeah. If you can, you know, and I know I've mentioned this quote numerous times on the, but I want to mention it again. That's why I brought it up. You make me feel this way or that way is a self-imposed delusion. I alone make me feel anyway. And Whenever I use that quote to help people get out of stressful, get out of that stress and anxiety and anger in their lives uh, because they're mad at Joe from work or whatever, I think a lot of people think to themselves, no, that's a lot easier said than done. And it is, but you still have the control. You get to decide. You can be grateful and you can thank the universe. You can thank God. You can thank your neighbor. You can thank your spouse for the blessings that you have in your life. And the sooner you really start doing that, you start really reaping that the benefits of that kind of a practice. It changes your mindset. It makes space in your life for appreciation. And it helps you to see maybe those people that pissed you off a little differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you kind of just threw in something there that, you know, a gratitude practice can be something more than your yoga, your meditation, your journaling, but you can actually put it into existence where maybe every Tuesday at two o'clock, Tuesdays at two, it's like Mondays with Maury, but (laughs) Tuesdays at two is gratitude time. And you set a little timer on your phone and Tuesdays at two, you have to send out three text messages of gratitude towards people you know and love. Mm -hmm. And 
do you know how impactful it is to the person on the other end who gets or receives that message that you feel grateful for them? You have no idea what they could have been in right in that moment, and they needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that. that. That's yeah, fabulous. Sure. Yeah. So everyone set a timer on your phone and do that. Tuesdays at we- 2. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it happens. (laughs) But so I think it's lovely when you talk about like a gratitude practice in yoga, like a couple things as for teachers or for students, but a grounded practice or an Mm -hmm. open hearted practice, super great for foundations for gratitude practices. Same with meditations, whether it's guided or self-guided. Gratitude meditation is really lovely. But then I'm sure Kat's going to talk about the importance of journaling your gratitudes. And I gave my yoga teacher training students the task of grabbing one of those like tablets, you know, like Mm -hmm. you think about the paper tablet and how many pages it has, but how many lines it has and see if over time they could fill one of these tablets with their gratitudes, literally starting at number one. And just keep turning the pages and keep, Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised because I promise you the quantity of people you have met in your life all deserve a line. Mm -hmm. The things that you have in your life all deserve a line. The places you've been in your life, the teachers you've had, like you could fill up a book. You don't think you can, but you'd be amazed. Mm-hmm. And it maybe isn't in one sitting, like obviously that'd be a lot of writing, but each day just turn a page and write some more things down and keep writing them down. Keep it on your bedside table. It's amazing how lovely after, I don't know, 10, 12 days to flip back through the pages and reread number 212 to 208. <laughs> right. And you're like, dang, I already forgot about them mm-hmm. and how fantastic that is. So, yeah. You know, a lot of times people tell me when I mention gratitude that, well, I'm thankful for everything, but gratitude is different from being thankful. And the difference is the intention because gratitude is a quality of thankfulness and it's something that you intentionally choose to focus on and practice. And that means you don't just feel it, that you actually do something about it. And, you know, you can, and like Tanya mentioned, I, I like journaling and I'm having a, in fact, I've got to tell you more about some of my little new journaling projects I'm working on, but a gratitude practice. And I do this with my teacher trainees and with my health coaching clients. I love to have people write down, you know, three things they're grateful for, but I want it to be little because we already know you're grateful for the big things. You're grateful for your house. You're grateful for your car, but I want to know the little things you're grateful for. Are you grateful for the smell of coffee in the morning? Are you grateful for just a random text message from your friend checking in? You, I, It is the funniest thing you mentioned the text message because it never fails. Tanya just seems to sense when I just need to hear from her and she'll say, hey, how's it going? I'm not may not even be having a bad day, but I may just be like, wow, we haven't talked for a while. But being intentional with your gratitude, but thinking of those little things that make you smile, the things that make your heart just warm, you know, the sound of a baby laughing the first time you do some new experience, those little tiny things, or chomping into a donut. You know, I like donuts and I never get to have donuts unless I'm going on a road trip, you know, (laughs) but then the thing that is, I find very powerful 
is at the end of the day. So I like people to write down three things they're grateful for at the beginning. But at the end of day, three things that happened to them that day. And it can't be like, you know, something it's, I want it to be something very intentional, something that happened to you that you're grateful for. Someone said, your hair looks really pretty today. And you're, or someone that you don't even know smiled at you and made eye contact. Or someone reached out and gave you a hug because they, you looked like you needed one. Or someone complimented it, there's just it, it can go on and on, but things that happen to you that you're grateful for. Because a lot of times, if you're having a really bad day, if you look back, because it's it's always, and I wish I could remember the exact quote. You don't. No one has a bad day, really, a whole bad day. Very few people do. I'm not going to say no one does because. Yeah, as we know, some people have bad days, mm. but most people have a bad 10 minutes. Yeah. The majority of us have a bad hour or a bad one minute, but we fester on that instead of going, you know what? That really sucked. But you know what? This morning, my husband brought me a cup of coffee and told me he loved me instead of focusing on the, the you know, two minutes that maybe someone yelled at you focus on the, the 30 minutes that were better. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's something to that, too, because even the bad things that happen to you sometimes have very important outcomes that we forget to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Like, had it not been for the fact that I was late, I would have been in that five car pile up, you know, right, right. And, and yet we're so in our head about it. But the other thing is, I love that you said that, like, maybe something completely random happened to you. But on the flip, Maybe it was you who said something completely random in the grocery store to the person behind the counter. And you said, gosh, I just love the color of your eyes and mm -hmm. voila, right? Mm -hmm. And although that maybe isn't something you're grateful for, it's something that maybe they will have a chance to be grateful for. Or maybe it is something you're grateful for. You're just like, hey, I'm really glad that you came to work today because mm -hmm. the line over there is super long and you just made my day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Some of the reasons why you might want to practice gratitude. I used to consider a gratitude practice one of our little woo-woo things, uh, but it's really not. It's for me like getting a massage. It's a part of keeping me healthy, but gratitude can help you relieve stress. It can make you feel more positive emotions because it changes your brain and it helps your brain to produce dopamine. And that is related to those feelings of pleasure. It can calm you down, you know, in bad moments, bad times. It can help strengthen your relationships. It helps you be more empathetic or sympathetic, it helps you understand others better. It might even make you physically healthier. No? 100%. That's what mm -hmm. I have here on my sheet is it can help you lower your heart rate. Mm -hmm. It can help you lower your blood pressure. It can help you decrease your levels of anxiety. It mm -hmm. can help improve your sleep. It mm -hmm. can help you frame your day with intentions. And it can overall improve your healing. Yep. I love that. I love that. Which, and so which who doesn't need that? We don't realize mm -hmm. that, you know, instead of grasping on to the anger piece or the sorrow mm -hmm. piece, that if we choose to grasp on to the positivity of it, mm -hmm. the things we can be grateful for, that we can actually change our overall health. You know, Edward has said his patients that did the best were the ones that were positive. 
that had a positive outlook on life. He never said gratitude, but people that are positive generally generally have a very strong gratitude practice. But he said, you could almost tell before you did surgery on someone if they, how well they were going to heal and recover based strictly on their attitude. Yeah, 100%. And, because mm-hmm. you think about the positivity piece, it's really a hard thing to imagine the person who's like, well, this bargain day, I'm so <laughs> grateful for it. Oh, I just dropped the yeah. F bomb. Oh, Sorry about that. But you get what I'm driving at because yeah. it's really hard for them to dig, you know, gratitude out of that really deep, dark place. Whereas that mm-hmm. person who's like, okay, I'm really ready to do this. I'm really ready to find my health. And in the end, I'm going to be really grateful. You know? Right. So big, big difference. A big difference. You no, know, gratitude also helps you recognize how much you already have. You know, people are always living in the past with their regrets. They're living and looking at their neighbor going, wow, their yard's greener than mine is. But when you practice gratitude, it keeps you from dwelling on the negative. And it keeps your positivity up and full. And it ju- it's just night and day difference when you see someone that lives in the present and they're grateful for that. It also helps lower people's risk of depression. People that are grateful generally have a higher self-esteem. You know, we've talked about the positivity, but just their outlook on life is generally more positive because they have more things to be grateful for, more things to look forward to. It also helps people pull themselves out of victim mentality, which I know Mm -hmm. you and I have talked about at great lengths too. And that if we can reframe the victim mentality to this is a piece of my life and this is what's created me and made me who I am, we can find more gratitude in that. We might be able to heal a little bit more from that victim mentality. Mm -hmm. But then that being said, as we approach Thanksgiving, and we, I know, will have people who will listen to this and be like, Kat, Tanya, screw off because I don't want to be (laughs) grateful right now. I'm feeling grumpy and I'm feeling Mm -hmm. sad and I'm feeling filled with grief. And those are real valid feelings. But Kat and I are still going to push you and challenge you to dig deep, to find some gratitude, even in the muck you're mucking through. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to help it be less mucky. Yeah. It is. And we know it's hard. We've been there. Each of us has suffered some form of grief. Each of us has suffered some sort of loss. And although maybe in different phases or different levels, none of us know exactly how you're feeling right now in this moment. But we do know, as hard as it is, studies show that if you can dig deep for it, it's going to help. Mm-hmm. It is. Gratitude's a big thing, and it's a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Really is. You and I have both seen it change our lives. I completely agree. I love gratitude. I love talking about it just as much as I love talking about journaling. So I would love it. And it's always fun for me when I some of our people that listen to us do actually do what we say. <laughs> so I would love for you to do a social media post of something that you're grateful for and tag Tanya, tag me in it, tag two pittas on a pod and show us your gratitude. Even if you just send us a dorky picture that you're pointing <laughs> at me and I'll know you're grateful for us. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but seriously, use some of Kat's prompts. Kat's got amazing gratitude prompts. And maybe when she posts this episode, she'll drop a prompt or two. But in general, 
I just think that if you just let us know something that you're grateful for or something you're struggling to be grateful for, we'll help you figure out how to frame it into something. I love that. I'm making myself a note. <laughs> He's like, Post oh, gratitude prompts. Tanya just <laughs> gave me an assignment. Oh, darn it. I'm not um, grateful for Tanya today. <laughs> I do have a quote that I wanted to share. We love it's it. by William Arthur Ward. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Huh? I love that. Isn't that fabulous? Feeling gratitude without expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, pretty awesome, huh? I love that. And that helps remind you to develop an attitude of gratitude. Oh. Bum, bum. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.